How's your arm, John? Come over and find out. No, thanks. Another episode of At the Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hey everybody, it's Cash here. <clears throat> this is Hightower. <laughs> Both of us are not at a hundred percent, but we're coming to you anyway, guys. The show must go on. We fight for love. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's been a jam. Uh, I'm not even sick. I just feel like um, I yelled too much last night at my son's baseball game. It'll get you, man. Yeah, I really sound terrible. Those right. little whippersnappers need to <laughs> they need to get cracked into shape. How else are they going to do it unless you scream at them? That's right. That's right, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I've got a lot of stuff to catch up on here, including a great Arnold Schwarzenegger flick from the 80s, but we do have some housekeeping items that we have to address. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I, it's up to you. I'm, I'm going to start off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire some shots at you here. Okay, go ahead then. Let's hear them. So... I, we need to talk about this. Housekeeping! Because you made suggestion. You're like, hey, you need to check Silkwood out, even if it's Ooh. you know just for Kurt. We haven't talked about Silkwood yet. Oh my goodness gracious. That is two hours I'm not getting back. Okay, so the movie sucks. It's terrible. But what about all the people that are in it? It's amazing how many people are in it, though. Like Fred Ward. Fred Ward, RIP. That was a bummer, man. It really was. He was a high. He was a bright spot in that movie, and then obviously Kurt and the uh, the sucker punch and run away. Yeah, <laughs> punches Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, young Craig T. Nelson, young uh, Ira Lowenstein from A League of Their Own. He's the one. He's the dude oh, with yeah, the really yeah. long hair. Yeah. Um, there was somebody. I know D Day from Animal House. He was the like the boss for the. Yeah, what's his name? Bruce McGill. Yeah, or yeah, that's, he's yeah. always a bad guy. He was um, just in something I was watching yesterday. God, there was another young guy in it that I totally was. Dude, the, like this one guy was, you know, Will Patton. Yes. He was yes, that was it. He was just like in one scene, like loading a truck. I was every so, scene. There's somebody. It blew me away. Share. I was like, whoa. I mean, shared that was fine, whatever. But <laughs> it was just man, oh man. I uh, I watched that. The misses and I watched that, and we both were like, super boring. Oh, it's terrible. And my the least. I don't want to say the least, but the part to me that I had to, like, I laughed out loud at the end. So, spoilers to people who haven't seen it. This lady is getting involved at the union at this uh, radiation plutonium plant or whatever. So, she's trying to enact safer practices. Supposedly, the company deliberately had her exposed to radiation, kept, like, have to have her scrubbed and things like that. And then she supposedly had some documents that was going to shine some light on this, and then she died of mysterious circumstances. She was killed. At the end of it, though, it said there were no documents found. There was alcohol in her system. It reminded me, it was like, there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where they make fun of uh, Jason Siegel's character because he believes everything. So he has this book called Mysteries of the Enigma. It's like, they had found Sasquatch that night. But to be fair, they had been drinking a 12-pack the entire day and been out in the sun for four, like, (laughs) just make it... I feel like they definitely shame her character. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm confident there were some unethical practices going on. It just, I laughed because it was like, there was no documentation this happened. This was a very weird circumstance. It's like, okay, what, did this go down the way that it said it went down? It was clearly a hit. 
obviously. Kurt Russell did it. So that was the bad. We're going to start with the bad. But the good, though, and you told me you had some knowledge to, sh- to drop on me about this, Escape from the Bronx. Escape from the Bronx. Just amazing as advertised. And I made a note, like one of my favorite parts of the entire movie, other than the entire movie, was they, at the beginning, like I think it's the main characters, like parents, they go to kick them out of that apartment, yeah. and he just grabs a bat. And he's like, "I'm not going down like this," and he just starts swinging at those guys. And then gets flamed. Oh my flame god! Oil. They are just so many explosions and so many deaths. It is, it was beautiful. Like it was so ridiculous and over the top. Great recommendation. Thank you. Good call. I really need to go back. I want to do a kill count on it. It's it easily triple digits. All right, so I'll give you my update on that. Yes, <clears throat> if I can talk. I found out that movie, Escape from the Bronx, yes, is a sequel. What? That is the second movie. Oh my goodness! Of a series. Where are we escaping from first? So, like Trash, you know the main character Trash. Yeah. He's in a movie called 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Interesting. So Trash has an earlier adventure, a prequel of sorts. Not but, really, I guess, because it came first, but still. It's, but it's actually got a few people in it, too. It's got, like, Fred Williamson. Oh. Vic Morrow. Wrong. Okay. R.I.P. A couple other folks, but, yeah, those are the big ones. So, yeah, I was just, like, looking it up. And I was like, wait, this guy plays another character named Trash? Interesting. I started looking into it, and I was like, oh, my God. This is the this is the first one this of the This is the series. origin story. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I might have to check that out somehow. And similar note, this is we were just talking about this beforehand. I just randomly, I'd seen advertisements for this movie, but finally broke down and watched it today. Dead Heat. Mm. Can't recommend it strongly enough. Like, it is ridiculous. I'm about to check it out. To the nth degree, if anybody gets a chance. Um, and then the only other thing, I was actually listening to our Transformers episode with the Misses last week. And we got to talking, like right at the beginning when Laserbeak uh, intercepts the communication about what the... Uh, Autobots are doing right. As soon as I said Laserbeak in the episode, my wife and I both turned to each other. I was like, I wonder if that was the inspiration for Taserface. Oh, maybe <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> Laserbeak. Anyway, that was it. Those are my housekeeping items. I still have my random question, but I'll save that till we get ready to get in the movie. Um, I'm gonna save my housekeeping. Okay. For another episode. All right. When I feel like I can talk more in depth Fair about enough. it. But I did watch the Pentavrit. The oh, name. the Mike Myers? Is Ter- it? It's terrible. Dang it. <laughs> I wanted it to be good. It's like, I kept watching it, but it's it's not good. Ugh, that's a bummer. Not pretty. That's a, that's a tragic, tragic bummer. Some good music in it. Some good actors and actresses. Yeah. All right, well, do you want to do the random question then? Let's do it. Before we get into history of the film and all that fun stuff? Yeah. All right, so I think it's safe to say that even though... His character in Predator sometimes gets compared to Rambo. I think that John Matrix is probably a more closer parallel to John Rambo. I agree. So let's just settle this right here and now. Who wins in a fight, John Matrix or John Rambo? Mm. Matrix or Rambo? I know I, I chose Dutch. I went Dutch over Rambo. Yeah. I could see Dutch over Rambo for sure. Yeah. I don't feel like Matrix is as uh, resourceful. As Dutch, though. See, Matrix to me is he's like I've just said this before, but like drop a nuke to kill a fly mentality. Like he is, yeah. he's not afraid to just blow an entire 
countryside up just to get one person. So I mean, if you're asking me who I like better, it's, jo- <laughs> it's John Matrix. I understand. But I don't know if... I feel like uh, Rambo's a better survivor. He's. I feel like Rambo is more resourceful. I think it's a good He's way to put cunning. it. He's more cunning. Yes. I would, I would say Rambo with this one. Dutch, I don't know. That's... I think there's a very strong argument both ways, but Dutch is right. Dutch is definitely much more resourceful and much more of a tactician. He took down a freaking alien hunter. He did by himself. By the way, did you see the new no, tri- I didn't. teaser for Prey? Prey? I the, did not. The new like the new Predator sequel looks awesome. It's, set, it? it's set in the old west. It's like a on like a Cherokee Indian uh, reservation. So yeah. I kept getting the ad to pop up like, hey, check this out, pray, but I was, I, I never did, so. I'm all in. I think it looks cool. Nice. All right, man, well, now you want to get into the movie? What movie is that? Commando. You're a funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. From 1985. Mark L. Lester. What a film. We can, we can add... We can add Mark L. Lester to our list of directors now. <laughs> and we have not covered Scorsese, De Palma, That's or right. some of the other big hitters, but That's by right. God. <laughs> Mark L. Lester. Mark L. He directed something else of note. I'm already blanking. I'll look it up. Oh, Armed and Dangerous. Oh, okay. John Candy. Oh, right, right yeah. after this. Good movie. Good good, yeah. good combo there. Good one-two punch. He had Firestarter the year before this mm. with Drew Barrymore. Yes. Then did this, and then Armed and Dangerous. You know who was originally supposed to direct Firestarter? Stephen King. No. Who? John Carpenter. Really? But he was taken away from him because of a box office bomb from 1982. Ooh, the, the thing. thing. It's probably probably best for both parties. Conspiracy. Anyway, I want to share that with you. Appreciate it. So, yeah, man, what's your history with the movie? Great question. I don't remember the first time I actually saw this for the first time, but I'm obviously a big Arnie fan. But I feel like this was probably like one of the ones I came to later of his works. I was familiar with the character in the movie, but I probably didn't actually sit down and watch it until high school, college, probably. Sure. It wasn't. Uh, I didn't. I don't know this one as well. Did you initially? Did you enjoy it? Was it like? Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Or like, I really enjoyed it, kind of thing. No. Yeah. I definitely still. He's got. I mean, <clears throat> so typical Arnold movies got the great lines. And sure. Like this. There's some intense action in this one. There is. I some of it caught me off guard. I have to say, and we'll get there. Um, me, I guarantee I saw this like at some point on TV when they had like an Arnold marathon of. You know, Predator and Conan and Terminator and all this other stuff. Um, I did. I'm like you. I did not remember it as well. I knew the like the main lines and like the big, you know, quips that come from this movie. But otherwise, I was like, man, I just do not remember that. So that's partially partially why I picked it last week. Yeah. I'm not gonna tip my hand, but I'm just gonna say I'm very glad that we picked this fastball down the middle for us. High fly ball to left and good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a lot of a lot of good feedback on the uh, sound clip good from the fastball. <laughs> the fastball down the middle, by the way. Good deal. Same. All right, you want to get into this? Let's do it. All right. So first thing, uh, it actually started off, and I immediately had a, a comment on this. But so it starts off with the garbage truck going by, and the couple in bed's like, "Oh crap, I must have forgot." And that, so that is a terrible feeling. 
Okay, so that was my comment. I, I've done that before, and it's literally been to the point where you hear the garbage, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to make it this week. <laughs> yeah, if you hear the truck, you're, yeah, you missed it. And then I'm also like, so he, he comes down, and he's like, hey, guys, I you know, missed the garbage day, but come to find out, it was an ambush. Cook. Bull Duke. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. I don't know why I changed the bull. Sorry. Bill Duke. Um, from Predator. That's right. So early work with Arnold here, but... He guns this guy down, but I'm still like, okay, so their plan was to lure this guy out by pretending that it's garbage day in this crowded subdivision. Surely this isn't going to be the only guy that's like, oh, crap, I missed garbage day. So immediately I'm like, you guys are really drawing attention to yourselves. Yeah, their plans for killing these people are are not the, the brightest. But also, I mean, right after that. Cook is his name, so Bill Duke in, in the movie. So he goes into this car dealership, and this guy's trying to sell him this car. Right. And just immediately takes off in this car and runs the guy down trying to sell him this car. See, I didn't even realize that he's trying to kill the salesman until later. Like, his mission is to kill that guy. Is it? Yeah. Okay, it just seemed like it was a happy accident <clears throat> for him. No, it's, I mean, it, it ended up being a happy accident, but the salesman is a part of uh, Matrix's old crew. I did not even realize so that. The, the guy who gets shot at the beginning, this guy, okay, I, and then Bennett are the three people that are supposed to be like killed in the beginning. And that's why Kirby goes to see Matrix. I did not realize the car dealership guy. Sorry, there you go. Well, it, it was terrible storytelling because it was like he just happened to run that guy over. I'm going to make a comment right up front here. I'm just going to say this. This movie is edited terribly in some spots. and Very the, much so. The storytelling is borderline awful in some of the parts of this movie now it was all action first now i'm saying that to tell you i still had a lot of fun watching this so i'm still very excited to talk about this but i'm watching this i was like dear god this is (laughs) yeah this was not this was not edited well there's when he's running through that complex at the end oh yeah there's dudes just falling down randomly oh yeah he's not even firing i didn't even care I was like most of the movie, like I'm watching this and I, it's one of those things that at first I was like, Oh boy, that was kind of rough. And then by like halfway through the movie, I was like, I don't even care. Like it's, it's so much fun to watch. So we had these such quick deaths in the beginning that I basically was like, you know what? I'm going to keep uh we keep a body count for this movie. So I got one. I have an unofficial number at the end. Oh wow. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear what that is. I have a guess, but we'll get there. I saw, I looked it up and I saw it online. My number was a little bit lower. Okay, so you were even you were conservative in your measurements. I was, but I think I was right. So yeah, after uh, Cook runs down the auto salesman, like we said, he blows up Bennett's boat, and then we get to meet John Matrix, and he's living in probably what I would consider my dream home. I'm gonna yeah. level with you. It's pretty cool. Mountainside, nice log cabin home, and a young Alyssa Milano, his right. da- his daughter Jenny. Sam from Who's Who's the Boss. And something about Arnold movies in the 80s, man, the opening and closing credits, like they just have to, you could slap thank you for being a friend on mm-hmm. and it would fit right in because this opening credit montages where they do basically like, like every activity you would do for an entire summer in yes, one day. Yes. Yeah. Including feed a deer. Right. <laughs> Eat ice cream, feed a deer, go fishing. Uh, go swimming, mm-hmm. like, dude, so much. Hiking, karate. Learn some self-defense. Yeah, karate. Who doesn't love to learn some karate in their off time? Karate. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. 
So yeah, I again I still one hundred percent I love it. I will say the score in this movie too sometimes is like distractingly loud. Oh, I do too, but it's like sometimes it's too loud and like over the words. Even I was I was watching, I was like, why? Sometimes in the background's a little bit better, guys. James Horner's like, it must be ten <laughs> times louder. I need more volume. This is basically um, almost not the same, but it's very similar to the Forty Eight Hours score with mm-hmm. that like Callisto drum, mm-hmm. steel drum, whatever it is. Yeah. But it's, yeah, because he did that one too, and then did this one, and I freaking love it. Oh, I definitely enjoyed it, absolutely. Um, so we wrap up with the credits, and John and Jenny are having lunch, and it gets interrupted by an army helicopter coming in. General Kirby. General Kirby come to tell Matrix about his old teams getting picked off, even though had they been given new identities. Do we ever find out why they were given new identities or just because they were in the service and they're trying to remain incognito? Yeah, I assume that. Okay. That's why. And he's telling Matrix about this. He's like, I'll leave a couple guards. I just want you to be aware that somebody may be coming. I'm going to leave Jackson and Harris. Yes. Two randos. You can't give them a name. Otherwise, you get attached to them. (laughs) And uh, like a couple of instances in this movie, like... I'm going to leave these guards for you. I'm going to take off. Be safe. And as you're finishing the word safe, the gun fires in their room. <laughs> immediate. Just gone. I, I had forgotten how soon that was. Hey, stand down wind. You can smell them coming. <laughs> you could smell them? I could. <laughs> like, wait, what? I have to say, this is definitely like pre-Arnold finding his groove in action movies. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely some times I'm like, that was a little bit... You could see the... The start of it, though, like yeah. this, I feel like this was right before his uh, his ship really took off. And I, I hundred percent agree. So, yeah, they have a big fight, and Matrix is like, all right, "Hang on, I'm going to run out to my shed and grab my gun." Yeah, why does he keep all his guns out in his shed? <clears throat> it's a terrible decision. It really is. If you're keeping them for self defense, they got to be handy. No kidding. That's that. Yeah, I mean, I understand since he has a small arsenal out there, like that. I understand. It was a super cool house. Though. It was. But, uh, yeah, he um, he doesn't get back in enough time. Jenny gets taken, and the henchman, the, the fr- an open fire sitting in the chair. Hey, I'm glad you said it like that. You said Jenny gets taken. Yes. This movie is basically taken. It is. Like, you know, 20, 30 years ahead of its time. That's true. Like, that's 100% what it is. That's very much, very much the case. Liam Neeson was a little bit neater in the way he dispatched people, but you're right. Like, right. I mean, that's what this is. It's like the, the chase to get his... You know, daughter or yeah. wife or whatever, like the Taken thing is. Absolutely. That's a it's good Taken call. wife or daughter, I can't remember. It was a daughter. She's Yeah, she's going on yeah. some like concert in Europe or That's something. Right. It's totally Taken. I think it was a U2 concert, which... Oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? That's unbelievable. If I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, she's throwing this big fit at the beginning. She's like, I want to go see this concert. U2 would have been like... If that's my daughter, I'm like... Do you remember how pissed the world was? When Apple just put a free YouTube oh, album on people's God. iPhones? Yes. I was one of them. I was too. I was like, how dare you put I, this? Don't force your yeah. suckage on me. Seriously. Anytime I see YouTube, all I can think of is that South Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. I love it. Jenny gets taken. That henchman sitting there. He's like, hey, we need to talk about this. Hmm. You're wrong. Boom. Boom. Immediately blows a hole in this guy's head. Fantastic. Uh, he was kill number six, I believe. Already. Okay. And then uh, John is like, hey, you know what? 
my vehicle's all the wiring's been taken care of. I'm going to pop her into neutral and just push it and get her rolling downhill. Terrible idea. What, what a terrible decision. Those bad guys are so dumb. All they had to do was just hold, like, just stop. Yeah. After he went down. I know. <laughs> but no, everybody dives in. So it crashes, obviously. That plan doesn't go according. And the henchmen are finally able to subdue. And we find out, again, almost within less than three minutes, Bennett's death. Yeah. Was not the case. It was so they, it was so dumb they even showed his death. How quickly he showed right back. It was so fast. Hey, do you know this guy's name in real life? Bennett? Bennett? Um, oh, gosh, dang it. I looked it up the other... I can't think of it off the top of my head. Not to be confused with a former Toronto Blue Jays outfielder. Vernon Wells. Vernon Wells, that's right. That, that cracks me up. Can we talk about something, too? Like, just... I know Vernon Wells played played the bad guy in a few roles in the 80s. And yeah, he was in the Road Warrior, right? Yeah. That's the only thing I know him from. He, uh, I got to tell you, at no point in time when I'm watching this movie, I feel like he's a credible threat to Arnold. No. He just looks like dad bod versus Arnold. He was, he was much more intimidating or credible in Road Warrior. Yes. But yeah, he exactly. He looks like yeah. He looks like uh, if one of either one of us went went after Arnold. It's like if like one of the village people got older and out of shape. They're on the reunion tour, yeah. of village people, and then join a terrorist group. That's right. So he uh, he tranks Matrix, and they uh, bring him to Arius Don Hedea, I believe is his name, yeah, also known he? as uh, Captain Logan from yes. Running Scared, or. If you prefer Mr. Butabi from Night at the Roxbury. There we go. The Butabi. There we go. <laughs> I can't. It was so distracting watching this movie because I've watched Running Scared a million times and him trying to do this like Spanish accent. I'm yeah, like, I was going to say he's uh, 100% not Hispanic. No. It was just so it was so distracting listening to him try and talk about this. But I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll go with it. Um so he's the whole plan is they've kidnapped Matrix because he's buddies with the president of what was that? Oh, he's from Hideas from Valverde. Is the I can't remember if the president's from Valverde or a different area. So he's basically some random Central American country. Yeah, they basically hire Matrix to since he's buddies with the president to kill him, so then he can insert himself as the president. Right. So, not sure the chain of command, how that works. Maybe Dwight drew up the contingency plan, but um, that's the plan. John's got to go do that, obviously. he's uh, He's not happy about it, but if he doesn't, then young Jenny's going to go down. One, She's going to be mailed back to him one piece at a time. One piece at a time. What a great threat. So, uh, yeah, the uh, two henchmen go to drop off, one of them being Sully. Sully, David Patrick Kelly from the... From the Warriors. You're a funny guy, Sully. That's right. Hey, Warriors. Also a nice little I'll be back, too, for yes, Bennett. I'll be back, Bennett. Uh, I do not remember the other guy's name that gets on the plane with him. Oh, it's something, yeah. Uh, Archimedes sure. or something like that? It's like <laughs> Henriquez or something. Is it? Okay. I forgot that guy's name in real life, too. Hey. His last name is Meshach. <laughs> Meshach, huh? I think. Not going to matter, though, because uh, Arnold very cleverly... This slams his face. This cracks me up. Neck. I do not remember this at all. He gets that blank. Excuse me, miss. Could I have a blanket and a pillow? And he's doing that. And he just he elbows him and then he snaps his neck. Dude, what a great kill. Just yeah. Flip the switch. Hey, don't wake my friend. He's dead tired. Dead tired. He's got eleven hours until the plane lands 
And they're making sure that he goes. So Sully watches him get on the plane, and he's supposed to make sure that he takes off. And then Sully watches until he thinks it's safe, but Matrix gets down to the cargo hold area, gets on the wheel, and as it's going up, he just jumps into the swamp. Good move. And not only I don't know about you. As soon as I said, he jumps in and he like gently lands on that tall grass. And all I could think of was, thankfully, that mattress store was having a sale, Robin. Right. <laughs> it just seemed like, boop, and then Bat he just him. gets up and brushes it off. No big deal. That's awesome. So then we cut back to Sully. He's calling to tell Arius that things are on schedule and everything's going going good. But he goes after the flight attendant and he's kind of harassing her. That's right. Ray Don Chong. Cindy, I believe is her name. Yep. Daughter. Tommy Chong. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Cindy. Hey, also, did you happen to... Um, so, Arius, the bad guy, mm-hmm. I gotta give him some props. Because he's a he's a man of his word. If Matrix were to kill that president, he's actually gonna return his daughter That's unarmed. True. That is true. So, you know, I'm gonna... Tip of the cap. Hey, you know what? We it, It's one thing to be said. It's kind of like... Uh, well, David from Lost Boys, you know, being a stand-up vampire, man of his word. Exactly. Man of his word. Stand, stand-up dictator. Stand-up dictator. Listen, if you're going to do it, be honest about it. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's so many things that happen in this movie that I, like, when I watched it, I hit pause. And I was like, wait, did I just see what I just saw? So one of the things was Sully's hitting on Cindy. Mm-hmm. She says no. And he follows her out, and then he hits on her again. Then they go into the, the parking garage, and all the while, Matrix is following them. Yeah. So Matrix sneaks up behind her, and he's like, don't don't move, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. He opens the door and rips the passenger seat out. Yes. And then sits down in the car. And is at the same level. It, yeah, I'm like, what, what, what point did that start? Like, I understand you're, like, trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm being incognito, and I'm keeping... Low problem. Like, you're sitting the same height as her as you're trying to be inconspicuous. So, like, I know obviously they just, we needed to have Cindy into the film. Sure. But he could have just as easily have just grabbed Sully in the parking garage. Very much so. Like, he didn't. Exactly. Like, we won't get that classic scene if we right, don't, if right. he does that. But yes. still, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I was the same thing. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. You made that way harder on yourself. And, and it'll be even more ridiculous here shortly so he rips the seat out gets in he says follow sully so he's following having cindy follow and basically kidnaps cindy i mean essentially right so follow sully and they try to make her she tries to make him lure sully into a trap at this mall right hey tell him i'm crazy tell tell sully i'm crazy about you and come over here and then he's going to subdue him in this mall right in a more crowded area He's going to try and grab this guy. I love this mall. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, some of the best lines in the movie, other than Arnold, are these security guards. Oh, God. Oh, the, I loved it. The one security guard is so great. Hey, want to see me kick some ass? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to come over here. This guy's one gigantic mf <laughs> like, like, This was amazing. I hope that guy probably just like just did that on his own. Yeah, he had to have and, stole the show. And nobody, nobody was paying attention. Like that's fine. Just let it in. That's no big deal. I will say, Cindy totally acts like how someone probably would in real life. Oh yeah, like for she sure. doesn't immediately go along with. Like she went, goes and like gets the like mall police involved. If I had a dude 
like just sneak up behind me in a parking garage, be like, "Hey, take me, follow this car," and rips my passenger seat out. I absolutely first authority yeah. figure, be like, "Hey, uh, by the by, this Neanderthal man yeah. is destroyed my car for some reason. Could you please take a look at this?" Seriously. Um. So anyway, it, Matrix is standing so inconspicuously out in the middle oh, of that staircase. Oh god! <laughs> He's like trying to hide behind a pole. It's terrible. So. Sully sees Cindy standing there, so he follows after her to start kind of hitting on her again. And at the same time, the security guards get to (laughs) Matrix, which I don't know if you were thinking this, but how many freaking security guards worked at this mall? There were a bunch. There was at least 50 by the time he gets done dispatching all of them. There were so many. And so he has to start fighting the security guards, and then Sully sees what's going on, and then he tries to make a (laughs) call from the payphone machine. And and he just picks literally it picks it up and flips it. That is awesome. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Just grab it, takes it over his head, flips it, and then the best part is you would think after that, Sully would be jostled around quite a bit, but no, he just like sneaks out, like slides right out. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, and then John, after all this, after he takes out all the guards and follows Sully, he adds a Grand Theft Auto to his laundry list of things because he's just going to steal Cindy's car. That's right. But she flags him down and she gets in to join him. That's right. Hey, at this point we're at we're at nine death death count nine. Only nine. Yep, we had a couple that uh, the bad guy that Sully was meeting with takes out a couple cops. Oh yeah, and then he also gets shot. Okay. So, so yeah, good good car chase scene, which I, th- I feel like there's a couple of scenes or like shots that definitely look like from the car chase at the end of Terminator as well during this, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um. But then John wrecks Sully's car and crashes it into the light pole. <laughs> this again, the editing. I was dying laughing at this. So they they wreck his car. They run uh, Matrix and Cindy run into a pole, and like before you even like fully appreciate the impact, they cut to those two in the car, and he's turning to her like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, it's, yeah it's like, it was like that. It's very noticeable. <laughs> oh, it was just very very funny. It made me laugh. And then um, John, uh, this okay. Another thing that I didn't fully understand. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the scene. He's holding Sully upside down. And, you know, remember when I promised to kill you last? Right. I lied. Mm-hmm. But he gets the key from Sully. And it has that sun room, whatever, like clearly indicating where it was at in the room number. Right. So he's holding him upside down. He's like, where were you meeting him? Blah, blah, blah. And Sully doesn't give him anything. And so he still knows to go to this place. Like... <laughs> I just didn't fully understand what the tactic was. Like, you knew where you were going, and then you were still asking him where you were going? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, you know what? Logic's, logic's for, for pansies. Throwing out the window. Yeah, that's right. Just get get that out of here. I just, that's still, no matter how many times I see it, though, I lied. <laughs> lied. So John and Cindy head to, head to the hotel, basically, and, and he basically tells Cindy the whole story and gets everything... You know, out on his chest, and then, um, you know, the other, the bad guys. I say the rest of the bad guys. So Bennett and Aries get to their compound. So that's all kind of going on at the same time. So then John and Cindy get to the room where Sully was supposed to meet up with Cook, and then knock on the door. And I was again confused by this, but John like rips Cindy's shirt up. He's like, make it seem like you whatever you two are together and have the shower. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was necessary to rip the shirt open, but hey, whatever. And I had a lot of questions anyway, but Cook comes in, and then I I made a point. I, I think you'll appreciate this. I thought these two had a colossal tussle. 
They did. Whenever, <laughs> whenever they going through, and of course, some some quips and some back and forth. But my big question is: at one point, they fight into the next room, mm-hmm. and there's a lovemaking going on over there. That's right. However, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I feel like the positions were reversed for what was normally to be expected. Did you also notice they had like video cameras set up? Yes. Okay. I had lots of questions about that. I'm not going to get into it here, obviously, because this hey, is a to each their own. This is, that's right. <laughs> hey, you know what? There's a key for every lock. They're also. Did you notice uh, they made some dir- disparaging remarks about Green Berets? They did. Do you know who was a Green Beret? Uh, Sergeant Barry Sadler. John Rambo. John Rambo was a former Green Beret. That's that's why Arnold wrote that in there to uh, take a swipe at Stallone. Those two, they do a good job taking swipes at each other. Well, this was like, this was in the heat of it. Like, this is when they actually didn't like each other. That's true. Well, plus this was, I mean, let's be honest. At this point, Arnold was playing catch up to Stallone at this point in his career. Right. I think within the next like two or three years, the roles would get reversed. Yep. I think Schwarzenegger became bigger at the end of the 80s as opposed to Stallone kind of fading a little bit but still agreed that's a good point um so anyway they get done and matrix ends up killing cook by throwing him back into the room dude i misremembered this i thought it was a uh war wagon situation where the dude gets like impaled by like a like longhorn oh yeah but it's just like a table leg or something yeah i i didn't remember that but like as soon as he threw him back in i <laughs> it's not a that. lot of impalements in this movie you're on my groin <laughs> so he gets they take cook's car keys and they're like all right we're gonna take his car we're gonna go through and then they find an invoice for some plane place and so dumb. thankfully cindy's like oh i happen to be becoming a pilot a gas invoice I, all i could think was like all of that information seemed extraneous <laughs> at the time but <laughs> on his way to detroit that's awesome so they take Cook's car down to the warehouse, and John breaks in, and he uh, dispatches the one guy in the map room, mm-hmm. and then he uses the longitude and latitude to find out what island they took Jenny to. He says something about Santa Barbara, too. He just... I was like, what? Well, and not that's only like that... California. He said, like, two times, too. He's like, I've seen everything that's in this. That's not in here. Yeah, there's no way. Like, you walked through a hallway. Yeah. You kind of saw... And thankfully for him, too, like, he climbs up the side of that building and rips that panel off. Yeah. Like, thankfully, there's a lot of noise inside because that would have made a lot of noise and someone would have been like, hey, there's somebody climbing in up there. He is very destructive. He is. All throughout the film. That's okay, though. You got you to gotta take advantage. When you got Arnold in peak physical condition like that, you ride that, ride that pony. I'm tearing crap up. Absolutely. <laughs> so on top of all of this... John adds breaking and entering to his list mm-hmm. of felonies that he's got. So he breaks into the ammo store. Yeah, they're going shopping. Hey, you know what, though? Whoever's ammo store this is, gun, guns and ammo, kudos to them because they are loaded to the teeth, my friend. Surplus city. Yeah, this was just ridiculous. Just so many... Rocket launchers? A rocket launcher, a shotgun, rifles, handguns. I was like, good the Lord, have mercy. I think grenades, too. I love it, too. He's getting all this stuff, and he, like, he like puts the, like the, the flippers in. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Gotta have these flippers. It just that reminded me of uh, uh, Boondock Saints. <laughs> you know what we need is some rope. rope. <laughs> you get your stupid freaking rope. <laughs> Uh, but he's finally made too much noise. I like this too because he's. This is. I like that they put the cops coming in. So I did like that, 
But I didn't like the fact that Cindy, who was with him, yeah. gets to go away scot-free and keep the bag of guns. She... And then fires a freaking rocket launcher at a police van. You gotta keep a bag full of evidence and just drive away. She's gonna be in trouble. At the end she of this will movie. be. She well, not only so she yeah she gets a little bit too because she fires backwards, destroys some property. That business is not gonna. She's in trouble. They're gonna have a rough morning when they come in and find out that their front door has been blown to smithereens here. Mm-hmm. And also, again, it's not a good Arnold action movie unless the car gets blown up with a rocket launcher <laughs> and he just slides right out like, Hey, thanks. Right. So I didn't, and I did not mark these two police officers dead because Arnold survived. They survived. That's, I like that. I mean, I'm not sure, but you would like to think so because Cindy is not a murderer. I would like to think not attempted murderer. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's in the ballpark. <laughs> right. She's going to prison. Um, so then they got, they go down, they're going to go down to the dock Go get a plane so they can go to the island. Uh, John just knocks out this security guard, which I thought seemed a little harsh. Like, just... Yeah. Like, totally knocks this dude out. Who are these security guards, though? I don't know. Like, who do they work for? That's a good question. Do they work for Ares or what? If they work for Ares, then it's not so harsh. Because after the knockout, there's the two dudes in the Jeep that just start firing shots at That's true. They look like army. Like, they look like an army Jeep. Right, so I thought maybe they worked for Arius, but they just that's, immediately opened fire. It's possible. They did the uh, hot rod, and they just start, <laughs> their Decepticons blast them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also, <laughs> I love, like you said, those guys drive up, and they start firing, and then he's firing back, and they're trying to get the plane going. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he fires back at one point, and then, like, they just drive off the side of that. I was like, yes. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> So dumb. So, so confusing. Um, That's death 12 and 13 of the film. And thankfully, they're able to get that canoe with wings off the (laughs) ground and take off. Oh, yeah. And as they're flying towards the island, Mr. Bill Paxton says, turn around. Dude, I totally forgot he was in this. It's just so small. Totally forgot. That's right. Great cameo. Absolutely. He's, hey, turn around and we're going to shoot you down. And then... Again, just like out of sheer convenience, maybe if we go low enough, the waves will shield us and we won't be able to be seen on radar. Yeah, it's absurd. And then it immediately works. <laughs> like, what in the hell? Like the military. Because didn't he say, didn't he say too, he's like, what, can you go lower so you can't be seen by radar? She's like, no, but if I go low enough, then the waves are like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, she, that's literally yeah. what he just said. Yeah, she objects at first and then does it. You liar. So, yeah, after all that BS about the radar stuff, they they land. And um, in the meantime, Bennett is talking to Arius about how tough he and Matrix are. And, like, we'll dispatch the entire group of people you got and blah, 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 how tough they are. And I'm like, okay, Matrix, yes, I buy that. You, I feel like you could take them and, you know, put them under the table in a pie-eating contest, most likely. Here's a question for you. Yes, sir. Is Bennett in love with Matrix? Yeah, like 100%. Right. Yeah, totally. And like part Jealous of the, and love. Yeah, part of the reason he wants to kill him is because he can't have him. Yep. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, I no, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I totally agree. And I'm like not even trying to be funny. Like, no, I, I, think, <laughs> see, I, yeah. I 100% get that. Okay, good. We're on the same page. 
I also feel like Bennett got the memo that this movie is a little over the top and a little ridiculous, and and he yes. knew the assignment and yes. and he he completed the task correctly. Like that's fantastic, Bennett. Oh, so I have to say, uh, when John and Cindy like they're he's getting ready to go, and he just changes into that. Little short short mm-hmm. attire there. The dark short shorts. Something for the lady. Yeah, and then they're gray when he lands. Oh, um, I wrote that note. Yes, it was so obvious. Yes. Oh my god, it was blatantly obvious. Yeah, they, had like a, they put the rower in. Like you couldn't have him match shorts with Schwarzenegger. I'm just watching this. I was like, why? Why does it? Why did he change? Like, why did he get into that? And then he so immediately bad. changed when he lands too. <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah. Make sure to get a call into Kirby. How do I know when? Because all friggin' hell's about to break loose. <laughs> he does that a couple times. When they were back at the warehouse, too, he's like, he's like, wait for my signal. And I'm like, how will she know what you're saying? Yeah, just pick it up. Just assume that I'm going to do something. And <laughs> the signal was him opening a window. And yes. In. Here you go. I'm here. Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Good. You're there. <laughs> Stop farting around out there. <laughs> <clears throat> and then uh, Matrix loads up. Gets the war paint on and everything. Things are about... This is where the kill the kill body count got interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, this had to have been difficult for you. So right before we get there, let's see, he's at about... Let's see, he's probably at about 14, 15, 16 area. And then this all happens. Yeah. In the meantime, though, Ashley's been being resourceful. She, she busts out of that room. That's right. She takes that doorknob off and she's able to pry just, that board open. Just in time. That's right, thankfully, because Bennett was coming to get her. So, at this time, Arius is sitting in the uh, living room area, and the other bad guys find the initial bad guy that had his neck broken. So they call in and say, hey. Yeah, Horatio. The the guy on the plane, yeah. 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 Homeboy didn't make it. Um, He he died, and Matrix is not on the plane, so. Jigs up. Go get him. And that's, like we said, she found her way out of it. So, Matrix just starts going to town here, killing several guards, blowing up several buildings. Unknown how many people are in those buildings, too. I, and I didn't count those. I went. I kind of went with the uh, the kill count. Uh, the ones that you could see? Yeah, the ones you can clearly yeah. see. So that's, what, that's what I stuck with. So, I'm going to take a guess. You said we were at 14 when, when he landed? Yeah. Okay, so. Around there. The initial, like this first go around of we see of him, I'm gonna say that takes the body count up to thirty two. I don't have it broken down like that. Okay, but he goes from. It's probably not a bad guess though. I'm just yeah spitballing here. I have a final number I can give you when we get there. Okay. Um, yeah, and like I said, in the meantime, Bennett goes to kill Ashley, but she's she's made it out. So then. John kills some more guards and blows up several vehicles and the gate. Yes. So we're adding even more body counts. And then Cindy thankfully gets a message to General Kirby, and John just continues to mow down guards along the way. Um, now, this is what caught me off guard. I, I did not remember this. So he sneaks into that little tool shed. Oh, yes. And I was like, they just shoot the hell out of that building. And in the meantime... 
he takes the saw blades and literally scalps that one dude. Dude, that was awesome. I was not ready for that. I was amazing, but I was like, oh, God, I did not remember that. And then he cuts the other dude's arm off. Cuts his arm off. It was like... So great. It was to remind me so much of the Holy Grail. Just his arm's off. Your arm's off. Dude, that was fantastic. He just cut... Just, man, oh, man. I think the first time I saw this, I saw it on TV, so I don't think I watched any of that. Um, yeah, continues again to just mow them down. Um, I, at this point I made a note, I was like, it has to be close to a hundred guards at this point. Close by my count. And then I don't know if you got this vibe or not too. So he gets into the building to Aries place. There are like 100%. I am convinced some of these shots, it's Victor Maitland's house. It is. Okay. You're right. I have that note. I was like. Especially like when he first comes in in that hallway, I was like, I feel like that's the hallway at the end of Beverly Hills Cop. Yep, it's the same, the same estate from Beverly Hills Cop. Okay, all right, good. I'm not very losing. Well done. I'm not losing my mind. It's a very interesting story, Mister Foley. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then John finally gets to Aries and just uh, blasts him out the window with that shotgun. Yeah, like that was. And he never has to reload. That was amazing. Well, that's I what mean, an awesome shotgun. Obviously, you don't have to reload. If you're Arnold in an action movie in the 80s, reloading, get out of here. So, all of this, like, going on, like, at some point, John is like, oh, God. I think when he went into the shed, like, he supposedly had a hurt stomach. Oh, yeah. To some degree. He took some shrapnel from a grenade or something. Must have or something. But, again, you know, brush that off. Ain't got time to bleed. Nope. So after he kills Ares, he goes and he goes down to that boiler room area where Ashley is trying to, you know, avoid him. And then Bennett finally grabs her, mm-hmm. finds her, and then he, John, finds them both. And then Bennett shoots him in the arm. <clears throat> and then John, you know, just classic, you know, reverse psychology, you know, mm-hmm. just baiting Bennett into a fight. Bennett had him. Terrible decision, too. He had him. He did. All he had to do was shoot. Boom, done. I don't need this. <laughs> and you get into a knife fight, and they have a great big brawl. And they, uh, you know, they get after it, and, and John gets the upper hand. And then Bennett's like, all right, he's, I feel like he's finally going to shoot him. And then this has to be the funniest dispatching of a main bad guy in a relatively serious movie I've ever seen. It is pretty awesome. He just darts him with that pipe. Dude, let off some steam, Bennett. Let off some steam, Bennett. I was just, I've seen it. I've seen it a hundred times. And every time I see it, I still laugh. Like It's amazing. There's no way that that should work the way that it does. It's awesome, too, because they don't show it. But then the camera pans down and shows it, like sticking out of them. Dude. I loved it. Well done. So, yeah, that's it. He's walking out. And then Cindy obviously shows up, too. And then Kirby and his crew is like, did you leave anything for us? Just bodies. Just bodies. How many, bo- how many bodies? Okay. Overall, for the entire movie or just this compound? Oh, you the, said entire, you the entire film. The entire film. I'm going to say... Like 80% of them are from the yeah, compound. This, it's got to be... I'm going to say 130. My artificial count, 91. Only 91. Okay. 91. I just... But there's probably... You gotta assume there's probably people in those buildings he blows up, but I don't count them because I didn't see. Yeah, them. that's true. That's fair. It's only b- bodies I see. 
Yeah, man, it just there's so many, and he like there at some point it becomes comical. Like yeah. after about minute five of his storming the compound, it just it becomes comical. And he's just basically killing guys two by two for like yeah, fifteen minutes. And not only that, but they're just like they're firing at him. Like they're not the shots are not coming anywhere near him. I will say too that like there are some really good stunt people. Yes, and then there's a couple dudes that just fall down like. You haven't even got a name tag. Right. It's just, <laughs> just really, really bad. It was rough. Yeah. But mostly good. But the other thing I want to... I, I hinted <clears> at it <throat> earlier, but we fight for love. That's right. I've been jamming to that song. Hot jam. Three days now. I started like writing out the lyrics as I was listening to it. We fight for love. We? Power Station. Power Station. Also I famous for... You. <laughs> Some Like It Hot. Oh. That's them. Really? Yes. Okay. Now you know. So they had some other hits. The more you know. But that's it, man. That's Commando. I feel like we blistered through that one, too. I feel like last week and this week, the plot synopsis was... I mean, I, I covered it, but... Pretty, pretty straightforward. It's a pretty pretty straightforward film. So, what do you think? Uh, my initial reaction. It's probably not my top Schwarzenegger movie, but still super entertaining. Like when he gets to the island... And just mowing dudes down. It's just, it's, you can't help but love it. It's pretty fun. And like Bennett is a terrible but awesome bad guy. Yes. All at the same time. So it's still super enjoyable. Ironically enough, I feel like um, <clears throat> Arius is like, I, I like that guy as an actor and he's been on a lot of stuff I like, but he is the weak point of the movie for me. Just yeah. because of that span- weird like accent that he's trying to do. It's distracting. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I've seen Running Scared so many times. Like, it's just, I don't know. And it's still, it's not bad. So don't get me wrong. Like, I'm like you. There's, I look at this movie. I'm just going to call it what it, this is. This is a bad movie. It's a good movie, but it's a like a ridiculous. Like typical 80s movie. Yeah. Um, I love every minute of this. Like, it, the over the top, the ridiculousness, the one-liners, the, the weird editing. Arnold clearly hasn't like found his footing yet in this movie, but it you can you can tell it's getting there. Right. Um, it is. I'm like you. This is not my favorite Arnold movie by a long shot, but just so entertaining. This is one that you could throw on at any point in time. You could have it on in the background and just like tune out and. Yeah. I don't even care. It's just it's it's a fun watch. It is a fun watch. Also, this movie gave us Arnold ho- uh, holding the rocket launcher. Which, have you seen the new, like, iPhones with all the different cameras? Yes. There's a cover where he's, those cameras are the rocket launcher holes. So awesome. That's just good. That's just yeah. good marketing. Yep. No doubt. So many. And there's so many great scenes, like, you know, Sully and let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah, like the bad guy. The group of bad guys are really strong. Yes. Except for probably Hedaya. That's true. He's probably the weak link. Yeah. This is before... Uh, Scarface, but he's basically doing like a Scarface impression. Oh yeah, but I think this is after Scarface. I think Scarface was like eighty or eighty-one. Oh really? I was think it? so. I'll, I will confirm this. I was thinking it was or later for some reason. I well, will confirm. If that's the case, then yeah, he's doing a Scarface. Scarface, nineteen eighty-three. Hey, all right. There you go. So he's doing his own there version of Tony Montana. Tony Montana. All right, man. You got, any, you got any questions for me? Because I have one for you. I got one for you. All right. Well, you want to go first since I took I hogged the, the housekeeping? Who's your MVP? 
Ooh, MVP. Can't be Arnold. Can't be Arnold. Anyone but Arnold. That would be tricky because I feel like Arnold is is the MVP. However, who you got? If I had to pick otherwise, I gotta go Bennett. 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 Like I said, he John. he understood the assignment and he he hammed it up and he had a he had a blast and even though I never once bought him as a credible threat to Arnold. Still, just so much fun to watch. I was, I was kind of like leaning towards Bennett as well, but since you went Bennett, I'm gonna go Ray Don Chong. Okay, Cindy. Okay, fair enough. Like, I feel like she's totally forced into the film. Yes, but then I end up loving her at the end. She holds her own though. Like, I, she does a good job. I think she ends up being a pivotal piece. She can fly, flies the plane. That plane, by the way, do you remember? You were, we've been talking about old school cartoons lately. Do you remember the show Tailspin? It's basically the Jungle Book characters, but it was set around Baloo was a pilot. Yes. That plane, yes, I do. Okay. That plane yes. reminds me of the plane Baloo. Yeah, it does. That's a good call. Tailspin. Well, and I have to say too, like even for her, like an '80s action movie, generally, like the the love interest is like a throwaway, like insignificant piece. But I feel like she holds her own pretty well for this she movie. Does, she does great. Um, I also going to be your new mother. <laughs> I was. I also debated on giving it to Sully. Sully was good too. Sully was good stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a good little weasel. He was good. All right, so I have one other question besides the scene question. Okay. I want you. To pitch me a movie idea where John Rambo and John Matrix have to work together. Have to work together? Oh, gosh. Well, <clears throat> it should be a prequel where Rambo is in the field mm-hmm. as a Green Beret. And then Matrix leads his like elite force into battlefield. And they have to take down the Viet Cong. I don't know. Okay. Something was well, the 80s, too. You can go after the commies, too. Right. Or the Russians. Yeah, yeah right. either one. I mean, all the same. Anyone. Literally anyone. You want me to blow your mind right now? Let's hear it. All right. So, John Rambo, overseas, leading a team, you know, in the jungle somewhere. Somewhere in tropics, you know, central, or not tropics, but like, you know what I mean. So, Matrix also has to get recruited back in. He's got a team going there. All of a sudden, they start getting picked off, and they bump into Rambo's crew. Rambo's crew starts getting picked off. It's, a, pre- it's a Predator sequel. Oh, man, I, I like it. I would love to see John Rambo, and I realize Dutch, obviously, would, would be a better choice, but I would love it to be like some kind of a Predator. Because in Predator, remember, they find those skinned, That's right. those skinned guys before. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I feel like Rambo cool. and Matrix go, taking down a Predator in the 80s, it doesn't get much better than that. I've thought about, like, previously, like, fan fiction, writing fan fiction, where it's, like, every Schwarzenegger character, like, working together and, like, as a, like, a unit. So you'd have, like, Matrix and Dutch and, like, John Kimball and all those guys. Be crazy. Absolutely. Jack Slater. Jack Slater. Basically, <laughs> last action hero. Right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> We're giving a last action hero two pitch right now. Love it. All right. So what scene do you show somebody from this movie? Hmm. 
Gosh, good question. I mean, it's got to be him just walking to the compound, blowing people away. Yeah, like that's... It's got to be. It's either that or the Sully hanging over the Sully's cliff. Sully's good, too. I, either one of those two, I feel like... I read something where like the director asked Arnold if he could actually like <laughs> dangle that actor over the cliff. And he was like, are you insane? Like, <laughs> what if I drop him? He'll die. This is my bad arm. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a terrible decision to do that. So naturally, they used a crane to do it safely. Right. That would make sense. Yeah, I feel like the compound, though, as much as the like the Sully one is fun and everything, the compound is like, if you want to know what this movie's about, here you go. It is awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger taking out a small country. <laughs> That's so great. That's basically what that is. So great. All right, man. Should we move to the rankings? Would you like to? Would you like to do the rankings? Would you like to go first? Let's do it. I got, I'm locked in. Go for it. All right, Commando, coming in at five point one, my lowest of the Schwarzenegger films we've covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, five point one, I put it in the thirty spot, and this is film number fifty-two. Not bad. With a five point one, so just below Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and just above Speed. Excellent. Five point one. Um, How about you, sir? We're not far off here. Uh, I don't know in terms of numbers. I don't have my numbered. I should probably go through. I need to break this up, too, because I have way too many 4.9s and 4.8s. But I'm going to give Commando a 4.7. Okay. Below or above Mighty Ducks? Above Mighty Ducks. Perfect. That's so weird. I was on. I had Mighty Ducks highlighted. You knew. Super weird. You knew what I was thinking. That's so weird. Great minds. They do think alike. 4.7. I'm going to tell you, I had a little internal debate. I was like, do I like this better than I like Wild Wild West? Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Right below Wild Wild West. It was borderline. Yeah, that's basically how I figured my ranking. I just put it up against a lot of the movies ahead of of it. I was like, man, do I like it better than Terminator? I was like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I, I I definitely don't. But I can say with ease, like, this is just, like I said... I don't. I guess I shouldn't say it's a bad movie, but there's definitely some aspects. Like, there's so many plot holes. The editing's weird. It's not. It's clunky. This is like a popcorn movie. But my god, is it fun! Like, it I is just. So fun. It's it's what we would describe here at Cash and High Tower as a fastball down the middle. High fly ball to left and good bye. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Speaking of fastballs down the middle, what the hell do you want to do next week? We forgot to talk about it. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Should we so, consult Should we consult the handbook? Well, I had an idea. Yeah, okay, I want to hear your ideas. It's not the idea I had last week. It's a different idea. Oh, that's right. Because remember, we were like, <clears throat> I we, couldn't get that other movie until later. True. But now I have a, a different idea. Okay. Because we also wanted to make history for the podcast. So maybe we can do that in two weeks. I don't remember when I release this, but anyway. What if we did a little film called Top Gun? Top Gun. You're are, dangerous. Are you up for that? I literally, uh, somebody was asking me today. Tony Scott. At work. They're like, T- you know, hey, do you have any uh, have any updates? I was like, negative, Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we can do that. Dude, people are excited about this movie coming out. I know. Like, people I never would have guessed. We had, like, a work lunch today. Man, everyone was jacked up about it. All wound up about yeah. it, huh? 
people I just didn't even know were into film are very excited. I I mean, Top Gun was a movement, man. It was. It was a thing. So, if you don't have any objections. I have no objections. Let's just do that one. I say, let's cover it. I also meant to tell you this, too, at some point. Um, the missus wanted me to get your opinion, or maybe at some point we'll cover it, about the never-ending story. Ooh, interesting. Not ne- Obviously not for next week, but I was told that I need to get your opinion on the never-ending story. Is she a fan? No. Interesting. Also interesting. She is not a fan. <clears throat> when you pitched me the question about death scenes that hit you the hardest... I actually almost referenced never ending story. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, that's too like that's too It's not it's, it's too inside baseball. It's not. But dude, the horse going down. Yeah. Oh, that's tough, man. That was rough, man. I know. Oh my gosh. It, get, it still gets you. That was that was tough one to watch. I have a hard time. I I don't like it. I remember we watched that movie in like it wasn't the first time I'd seen it, but I think we watched it in junior high, just like at the end of the year for fun. It, dude, like there were girls crying. Oh yeah. In our class. Oh, absolutely. And I was like, "Be strong, be strong. <laughs> Don't do it." All this. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Oh my God, quit crying, Chris. <laughs> Come on. It's like I went to a rent movie or something. So I, I asked you that question last week. I, I don't think I properly emphasized this enough. I'm not kidding you. Even as of like five years ago, because my wife had never seen Turner and Hooch. Oh. When we first started dating. It's a tough one. I said, hey, you want to watch Turner and Hooch? She's like, okay. I was like, just be prepared. It's it's rough. I'm not ashamed to admit this. I tear up a little bit every time. It's it's rough, man. It gets me, man. I, it's, that's tough. Dude, I like when I like never cried ever in my life. And then like I had children. And then just like stupid stuff would happen. Like they'd do something like win something or get like, I don't know, do something. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Yep. I'm getting emotional. Nope. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> It's happened to me many times. It's like, what is happening? Don't do it, derp. I'm getting a little verklempt. So, it's so bizarre. Talk amongst yourselves. Right. All right. Top Gun. TG. We're going to do it next week, Maverick. Perfect. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I want the whole thing. <laughs> Teeth bite. That's right. All right. Until then. Adios. See you. Some steam bennett.